Do you love anime, gaming, movies, and discovering how your favorite pop culture affects everything you do? Then join us on Crunchyroll Presents The Anime Effect. I'm Nick Friedman. I'm Lee Alec Murray. And I'm Leah President. Every week you can listen in while we break down the latest pop culture news and dish on what new releases we can't get enough of. Whether you love movies, I'm going to tell you all about the uh, hopeful 4K re-release of Tron Legacy that happens. (laughs) (laughs) I'm right there with you. Or music. The music in this show is absolutely incredible. Or anime. And under this mask is another mask. (laughs) (laughs) You can discover your new favorites right here on The Anime Effect. Listen every Friday, wherever you get your podcasts, and watch full video episodes on Crunchyroll or on the Crunchyroll YouTube channel. Ready to pop the question? The jewelers at BlueNile.com have got sparkle down to a science with beautiful lab-grown diamonds worthy of your most brilliant moments. Their lab-grown diamonds are independently graded and guaranteed identical to natural diamonds, and they're ready to ship to your door. Go to BlueNile.com and use promo code LISTEN to get $50 off your purchase of $500 or more. That's code LISTEN at BlueNile.com for $50 off. BlueNile.com, code LISTEN. From brightly decorated slapstick duos to hitmen being dumped on a saddle, the wrestling world would have no doubt looked a whole lot different had these stars not decided to give a hard no to some truly awful ideas. I'm Gareth from What Culture Wrestling, and here are 10 wrestlers who saved their careers by turning down gimmicks. Number 10. Mark Henry, Silverback There's no questioning that Mark Henry always had the potential to go on to be a genuine main event level threat for WWE, from the second he stepped through the company's doors in 1996. However, it was only when the star began adding names to his Hall of Pain that people started to really see what the world's strongest man could bring to the table. A few years before then, though, Henry was in conversations with WWE Creative about becoming known as the Silverback. Yet, the star was having none of it, simply telling the company, you will not refer to this black man as a Silverback. I am not a primate. Sure enough, Vince McMahon swiftly granted Henry his wish and the idea was never brought up to him again. Henry clearly wasn't on board with the racially insensitive idea from the get-go, and had WWE refused to give up on it, there's a chance that the star may have decided to up sticks and go elsewhere. Thankfully, they realized the error of their ways and instead pushed Henry as the person responsible for inducting stars into the Hall of Pain. Number 9. Dan Seven, Ministry of Darkness The word gimmick seems like a strange one to use when discussing the professional wrestling exploits of Dan Seven. Simply put, he didn't really have one. The shoot fighting badass was as much a force of nature inside of the squared circle as he was outside of it. So he didn't exactly jump at the chance to add some extra flavor or a new dimension to his on-screen character. Perhaps the clearest example of this came in the form of the moment Seven turned down the chance to join up with The Undertaker's Ministry of Darkness faction. The UFC Hall of Famer just didn't fancy having 666 tattooed on his forehead and becoming a disciple to the dead man. And when one of the road agents at that time threatened to have him lose multiple matches if he didn't cooperate. The MMA badass pondered, what if I walk into your world of fantasy and turn it to reality? 
Now that is chilling. Needless to say, WWE didn't ask twice, and Seven was able to keep the promotion from tarnishing his legacy within that company and the combat sports world as a whole, by giving the Mark of the Beast a hard no. Number 8. FTR Clowning Around If you thought Cash Wheeler and Dax Harwood were in something of a slump towards the end of their WWE tenure, then you should see how things could have looked for them if they chose to actually stick around. Despite being presented as a no-nonsense throwback tag team during their NXT days, the then-revival were routinely jobbed out and largely underutilized when part of the main roster. However, Vince McMahon had a bright idea late in the day, one that would single-handedly make them an instant hit with the live audience, turning them both into clown-like buffoons, apparently. The concept would have seen the two don vibrant costumes, equipped with lipstick and suspenders, and become yet another surreal WWE comedy act. During this pitch meeting, FTR straight up told McMahon that the idea was bad, but that they were professional and would do whatever was needed of them. But the fact that this idea didn't convince them to sign a contract extension and it never actually saw the light of day should tell you just how terrible it was, and how right the now AEW men were to laugh at the very thought of it. Number 7. Edge – A Deaf Mute it's remarkable to think just how much Edge has actually achieved during his long-spanning career inside of the wrestling business. From becoming the star with the most title reigns in WWE history, like Edge, we're not counting the 24-7 title, to suffering a career-ending injury and then making a miraculous return nearly a decade later, the Rated-R superstar has done it all. However, things very nearly got off to a bit of a rocky start for the eventual multiple-time world champion and WWE Hall of Famer. Upon first arriving in Vince McMahon's company, Vince Russo pitched for Edge and Sean Valvinas Morley to become the new Midnight Express. Yet the future two-time Mr. Money in the Bank sensed the idea was a dud and refused it straight away. Sensing that Russo was determined to mess with him in the wake of turning down that initial idea, Edge was burdened with a deaf-mute gimmick, partly as a way of getting back at him, and partly because the head writer didn't think he could talk. Thankfully, Edge got out of it in the end, and became arguably one of the company's most underrated workers on the stick ever. Number 6. Stephanie McMahon – Her Father is the Father if you ever find yourself watching WWE programming and thinking, wow, that idea went a bit too far, didn't it? Always remember, Vince McMahon once genuinely pitched for his daughter to play a character on his weekly television program who would have given birth to his own child. Stephanie McMahon understandably saw the red flags instantly, saying during an interview around this time in 2006, I don't know who would find entertainment in a storyline like that. Perhaps even more unsettling is the fact that McMahon countered her reaction by suggesting her brother Shane be revealed as the father instead. Once again, Steph said thanks, but no thanks. It's hard to imagine how even a character as untouchable as Steph's on-screen persona would have recovered from the damage that would have accompanied being part of this deeply disturbing storyline. All in all, some ideas are just better left locked away for eternity. Number 5. Bret Hart – Cowboy before becoming arguably the greatest in-ring performer of his generation and one of the best to ever do it, Bret Hart was a star looking to make an impact in the WWF back in 1984. Seeing potential in the Hart family member, Vince McMahon had just the gimmick for the eventual WWF champion, that of the WWF's resident cowboy. Not content with that, the boss also wanted Hart to ride his way down to the ring on the back of an actual horse, dressed and acting every bit like a dude from the wild, wild west. 
Hart wasn't exactly feeling it though. He felt that he was about as far away from a genuine cowboy as you could humanly get. So it made next to no sense for him to pretend to be one on such a big stage. Though with that said, he would go on to play the part in the 1994 Lonesome Dove series. Countering McMahon's less than desirable pitch, Hart suggested throwing him into a unit with Jim Neidhart instead, with Jimmy Hart acting as the Hart Foundation's manager. After donning the cowboy guys on the house circuit a few times, Brett finally got his wish and the rest was, well, history. Number 4. Rob Van Dam, Glacier As Rob Van Dam was gathering momentum as a singles competitor over on Paul Heyman's vibrant ECW show back in the late 90s, the one-of-a-kind performer found himself at something of a crossroads. At this moment in time, the WWF and WCW were the two big dogs in town, and the latter were very much interested in bringing the then-ECW World Television Champion into the fold. Yet Van Damme wasn't entirely convinced by the promotion's pitch for him going forward. Instead of allowing the star to exude the laid-back authenticity he had done inside of the Land of Extreme, WCW wanted to throw Van Damme into a Mortal Kombat-esque gimmick. As it turns out, the character of Glacier that was eventually played by Raymond M. Lloyd was once handed on a silver platter to Mr. Monday Night. Even when Lloyd took up said role, WCW was still adamant there'd be a spot in their new lineup of Mortal Kombat-like characters for RVD. But the ECW man resisted this anything but tantalizing offer and continued his historic TV title reign before roundhouse kicking the WWE doors down. Number 3. Scott Hall, G.I. Joe in another example of a star taking a Vince McMahon offer and countering with something a little bit more up their street, here we have the time Scott Hall traded military shtick for Scareface. The story goes that the boss had gotten wind of the fact that Hall's father was a career operating officer in the army, so he didn't think twice about throwing the towering star into a G.I. Joe-inspired gimmick. The eventual NWO man has gone on record stating that he told Vinnie Mac there and then, Vince, if you want me to be G.I. Joe, I'll be the best G.I. Joe I can be. Yet that statement was soon followed up by, did you ever see Scarface? And before long, Hall's mannerisms as the bad guy had won over the WWE chairman. Hilariously, the fact the boss hadn't actually seen Scarface made Hall come across like an out-and-out genius for bringing this character to life, seemingly out of nowhere. Either way, his quick thinking led to G.I. Joe being thrown on the scrap heap and Tony Montana slash Reza Ramon being welcomed into the wrestling landscape. Number 2. Stone Cold Steve Austin, Fang McFrost While you could technically argue that it was merely a name and not an actual gimmick itself that was being pitched to the eventual WWE titan, you have to imagine that if the star that would go on to be known as Stone Cold Steve Austin had been burdened with one of these lackluster monikers, that explosive character would have been dead upon arrival. Fresh off of kissing goodbye to both the ringmaster gimmick and his golden looks, Austin had decided on a new cold-blooded killer direction, in a similar veins of the Iceman Richard Kuklinski. Clearly latching onto the wrong part of his pitch, the office responded with a list of potential names for this new character going forward. With the infamous likes of Otto Von Ruthless, Ice Dagger, and Fang McFrost all appearing on the faxed pages sent to the Texas Rattlesnake. Needless to say, Austin wasn't feeling any of those. However, as luck would have it, the star's English wife telling him to finish his cup of tea before it went stone cold would eventually birth arguably the most well-known moniker and gimmick the industry has ever seen. Number 1. Kevin Owens, The New Mountie 
When looking back on the early days of Kevin Owens' WWE run, the thing that perhaps stands out the most is the company's refusal to completely change up the character that had worked so well for him on the independence. Aside from shifting the steen to Owens, KO was still very much a version of himself dialed up to 11. However, you may be shocked to hear that things were almost entirely different for the future Universal Champion upon first landing in Developmental in 2014. Whilst Owens was down in NXT, former WWE star and NXT trainer Nick Dinsmore, aka Eugene, revealed that the company were interested in making him the new Mountie. For context, Owens had been trained by Jacques Rougeau, the OG Mountie. Owens was said to have been overwhelmed by this truly dreadful idea, telling Dinsmore you can't let them do that as he began to shed tears at the prospect. Owens lack of enthusiasm towards the ill-thought-out rehashing of a gimmick that would have likely gone down like a lead balloon in 2014 clearly made its way to the back, and he was kept well away from red coats and cattle prods for the foreseeable future. Do you love anime, gaming, movies, and discovering how your favorite pop culture affects everything you do? Then join us on Crunchyroll Presents The Anime Effect. I'm Nick Friedman. I'm Lee Alec Murray. And I'm Leah President. Every week you can listen in while we break down the latest pop culture news and dish on what new releases we can't get enough of. Whether you love movies, I'm going to tell you all about the uh, hopeful 4K re-release of Tron Legacy that happens. <laughs> I'm right there with you. Or music. The music in this show yeah. is absolutely yeah. incredible. Or anime. Yeah, and under this sure. mask is another mask. <laughs> you can discover your new favorites right here on The Anime Effect. Listen every Friday wherever you get your podcast, and watch full video episodes on Crunchyroll or on the Crunchyroll YouTube channel. <laughs> 